0: Welcome to Catching Up With, part of a regular series from the University of Brighton, sitting down with staff from all kinds of areas. I'm Richard Newman, and in episode four, I was in Eastbourne to speak to Gillian Parfit, Hospitality Course Leader for the Undergraduate Hospitality Course Programme.
1: I teach on the first and second levels of all the hospitality courses and also I work as part of the work placement team, helping the students find and source and supervise their work placements where they go out to work in the industry for the full year.
0: Gillian you're the first from the academic background we've uh, spoken to here so no pressure no pressure here Uh, what sparked your interest in this then what what got you to this point
1: this is this is a well-known story that I tell all the students it was one gentleman many years ago I always loved going and staying in hotels with my parents and when I was probably about 11 or 12 it was about the first time that you were allowed down to eat in the hotel restaurant for dinner otherwise it was the children's tea Sitting in the posh restaurant, um, he it was a small hotel. He was the owner-operator, so he was the one that served dinner for us. And to cut a long story short, I totally upset my dinner from the table into my lap. So my plate was far too close to the end. And I could have been absolutely mortified, etc., But he was so calm, so smooth, he walked over, he picked up my napkin with the four corners, took it away, smoothly out came another napkin, another meal for me. And he made me feel special as opposed to really, really silly. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to make every customer who comes into my building, my restaurant, my bar, anywhere that I work in the future, I want to make them feel special. And he was just, he was just perfect in my eyes as a small person. Made me feel like the only person in the world that it mattered to.
0: So that was the spark.
1: Yes.
0: And uh, what, what went on from there? And how have you got to, have you come about to this university?
1: I think it was going into... I, from then I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go into hospitality. So from university, I came back here, back to Eastbourne, and there was a job of a graduate trainee position in one of the hotels on the seafront, four-star hotel, uh, a year's programme, so I applied to that, and it was a rotational programme where you got to work in the restaurant, the bar, the kitchens, even maintenance, so I'm pretty handy with a toilet system if that goes wrong. And then after about nine months... The personnel manager said, I don't think there's much more we can do for you on the training perspective. Would you like a proper job? So I was taken off the graduate training program and given the full-time job in the hotel. And at the time, I was assistant food and beverage manager. Then I moved into human resources. I spent time at other hotels in the group. And then the university approached me because of contacts I had with the university and said, just a little couple of things that you might be interested in never went through my mind at all getting into teaching academia best move I ever made
0: great and what do you love most about what you do is quite a general question I guess they ask you to pick a maybe a couple
1: uh it's got to be working with the students it really has and it can be anything as small as a student walking out of a class saying hey that was really good but what Do I think about this? What can I read more to get more knowledge? It can be the location of where we are because I can walk up to the top of the Eastbourne buildings and I can look out over the sea and the the, the downs. That's brilliant. It can be a customer in the culinary arts studio, which is our restaurant open to the general public, who says, that was a really great meal because that means that they've had a wonderful experience. The students have given them a wonderful experience. And it's just those little things that make you feel good about what you do. But also, I think, in the last few years, we've had a lot of student reunions. And last year, we met students who left in 19... two years ago, 1996. And over 100 of the hospitality and tourism students came back to Eastbourne for the weekend. And seeing where they are now, and honestly, some of their faces as they walk through the door... They hadn't changed a bit. They were walking in saying, hello, Gillian, how are you? Do you remember me? And I'm saying, Jenny, you look just the same. And again, it's that long-term relationship. And now we call on them for guest speakers, placements, study visits. And it's a whole circle of learning from the new students that come in right the way through to 10, 15 years down the line.
0: It's clearly very, very rewarding then um so this is a bit of a tricky question really I guess but can you is there a a, a single moment that you can pull out as one of like a, a real highlight for you
1: no I think to me in the jobs that I've had within the industry and now at the university it's that fact that like hospitality in general every day is different And if I go home at the end of the day thinking, I've done something good, I've done something helpful to the students, there's been a good student experience, that's what makes it worthwhile. I don't think I could highlight any one particular thing. It's nice when um, I've had colleagues from, um, I, I also work with the University's International College in Brighton, and they gave me an award a few years ago for one of the most helpful people. But again, it was voted for by the students mm-hmm. and that's what makes it worthwhile it's knowing that they think you've held a, done something really helpful for them
0: and we've already talked about who your, i guess this man from all those years ago is the person that's basically influenced you yeah. in your career is such a such a big impact on you
1: he is i think he was he's what made me wanted to get into hospitality When I decided that my father always said and bear in mind this is at the time when the economic situation was going up and down and up and down and my father always supported me and said whatever anybody else wants to do in life they're always going to want holidays and they're always going to want food and drink. So I knew I was going into a career where there would always be a working position for me but then it's the media is great in terms of what that produces for students nowadays and you can learn so much from some of these programs that are on the television coming out now um i'm not saying that i would be i would hold up any celebrity chef who is the icon but it's people who are passionate about what they do and how they get that across to other people and that's what i would like to think i can do i always say to my students i'm not here to teach you i encourage you to take responsibility and learn. And if you can find something that challenges my thinking or my mind, or you've read something that I don't know about, that's where we're all learning together.
0: You're going to be um, very well placed to answer this question, I think. Um, long time here at the university.
1: Definitely.
0: So what does it do best?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure you can highlight every one of those, but I think in with my team around in the Eastbourne area and the location that we have, I think it's those words, we care. We care about our students. We care about the experience they've got and we will do everything we can to get them a good experience. We have great facilities in Eastbourne and it is the sort of campus where we know everybody. I've met some of their dogs. I know that Lucy's got a, a pet pig. I've met Luke's nan. And that's the great thing about having what we call the community feel of, yes, a smaller number of students than Brighton, obviously, but that makes sure that we know every student and we care about each student.
0: Okay, on to some quick fire questions about yourself outside of work, Gillian. Um, yep. So, first of all, favourite place in Sussex?
1: Ah, I thought about that when you sent me some questions. Two, can I mention two, please? You're giving
0: away the magic of the podcast.
1: Then. Ah, I do beg your <laughs> pardon. The first one every time I drive into Eastbourne from Brighton to Eastbourne over the beachy head road from East Dean, it's the view. You can see Hastings, you can see Folkestone, you can see Stone Cross, Hurstman Zoo. And on a day like today, which is absolutely brilliant sunshine out there, it's such a great place to be. And the other one was always linked to hospitality, that there is one hotel, and I don't know if I'm allowed to mention it. Of you can. Live on air. Uh, it's South Lodge. It's up in Horsham. I've had students on placement. I've had graduates there. But it's the sort of business, and it's in such a wonderful location, just enough outside the town that people can get to, but it's the sort of hotel that you can walk in. You can put yourself down in the sofa. You can have a little wiggle, and you're comfortable. And that's, again, it's about being comfortable in your environment.
0: Okay. next question. What are you currently reading, watching, or listening to? It can be all three.
1: Reading, I love crime thrillers. I'm not a girly person, so the more murders you can get in one book, the better. Um, Watching, watching. There's a programme on at the moment called The Repair Shop. It's filmed in Sussex at one of the sort of uh, working museums. And that's quite fascinating where people take in family heirlooms, goods from years gone by, and their experts put them back together. I find that absolutely fascinating about the lengths people will go to and the skills people have, even the skills people, really young people have in restoration of furniture, artwork, etc. And what was the last one, reading? Listening. Listening. Oh, if I'm alone, something loud. Something probably 70s or 80s, Put David Bowie up nice and loud on the car radio, windows open. Um, Love the old stuff, Frank Sinatra, love those. Um, If I'm marking assignments, I mark with music going on in the background. And I would call it an LP, but the students say, what album are you listening to? And I go back to that one all the time because it makes me feel calm, it makes me feel relaxed, and I can—I know it's on in the background, and that's my go-to piece of music, and it's the Lighthouse family. And funnily enough, they were two students who got together at university, decided they could make music. But that just puts me in a good, relaxed way and I can get my marking done a lot quicker with I know something going on in the background. Ah,
0: great insight. Um, okay, the situation is, I'm going to present you with a scenario. Uh, we cleared your schedule for a weekend. You've got no commitments, <gasps> completely free. So what's the perfect way to spend that weekend?
1: Uh, lots of food and drink. Um, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great coffee and cake person, but they have to come together. You can't go out for a coffee without having cake by the side of it. And... When I have time, that's going to be my cookery book. I want to write all the places I've been to, probably around the Sussex area, for coffee and all the cake that's gone with it. Um, Do you have a
0: favourite place? What's the standout?
1: At the moment, it's a coffee shop in town and they make all their own cakes. They've got three small ones, so I admire their uh, entrepreneurial activity to, to build three new coffee shops in town. Um but obviously, the view's not as good, so if I 'm looking for somewhere that I need the view, then i 'll go off in, into more into into sort of the downs and the area where you 've got the view and you can sit out. but obviously that 's the summer thing. The winter ones, I love craft anything to do that I can show that I create something so if it's an, uh, if it's the weather's bad, it will be a bit of sewing. Um, a bit of artwork a bit of creative work and I have a large family nieces and nephews so I make sure that I always make them something for Christmas so I have Christmas presents on the go already in terms of the sewing Uh long hot bubble bath always a good thing to do and then uh, back to the food side it's always a time to experiment at the weekends And that's how new recipes are created because midweek, when you're getting home and you you want something, that functions as the dinner. But at the weekend, when there's more time, let's try something different, I think. It becomes a bit of an event. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. With the loud music going on at the same time in the kitchen.
0: That sounds pretty perfect to me. Um, Finally then, again, and this one is always difficult to narrow down just to three people. Uh, You could invite to dinner... Uh, if it's at a weekend, then they're getting something special, obviously, as we've just discovered. Um, so three people, past or present, who are they going to be?
1: Uh, present, David Attenborough. Again, passionate about what he does. But again, he's been doing it for so many years. And I think now he is making people sit up and listen, uh, especially with things like the plastic drinking straws and what what we are doing to the environment. Um, I find him interesting to listen to but also it's all of the senses so you're listening to him you're watching the imagery that's coming out and maybe if I did him a good meal he would do me a guest speaker slot maybe Um, past Churchill Winston Churchill Um, and that is, again, linked to my father, big, you know, close family ties there. My father actually met him and knew him during the war and never called him Churchill. He was always called the great man. Um, And I think then, because obviously at the time my father couldn't talk about what went on with the war, it would be nice to listen to some of those. Last one. Then that's the serious one, a fun one. Um, One of the James Bonds. Ooh, in one? character ah in, now, in character in character okay. yes, Can they, are not, they
0: allowed to break character at all nope, it have no, to be no, James no, Bond no.
1: in character and it would have to be in my order it would have to be Piers Brosnan
0: sorry is this from back? is this from worst to best or best uh, to worst best to worst okay. oh
1: best to best to not, not, not as best. good yes yeah. right uh, Piers Brosnan
0: okay he's the top one he's the
1: top one Then Sean Connery, but Roger Moore is just that far behind. Then I'm a bit ambivalent about Timothy Dalton and um, George oh Lazenby. But unfortunately, I would put Daniel Craig right down the bottom. But I love the music. I love the escapism. And my daughter's bought me the box sets for my birthday. Um, And it's just fun. It's just something to lose yourself in. But actually, when you look at them, some of the gadgetry that they were showing in those films years and years ago uh, is what we're having now. Things like the watches that do all of these things, mobile phones. They were well before their time in designing some of the gadgetry.
0: That's a very highly debatable subject about who's the best Bond. So, whilst you're on the subject, then you might as well tell me what's the best Bond film?
1: Uh, Live and Let Die. I know it's Roger Moore and I know he was number three, but again, it's linked to the loud music. It's linked to the spectacle of what they were doing with all of the um, the, the chase with the double-decker bus. It's just, it's just fantastic. And people who thought about the double-decker bus going under the archway with the top of the double-decker bus coming off, the alligators, the crocodiles. Um, so, no, that's the one. And
0: that brings to an end another episode of Catching Up With. My thanks to Gillian Parfit. If you're not already, remember you can listen to this podcast through Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can also subscribe so you don't miss another episode. We'll be back with a new edition in a fortnight. For now, though, it's goodbye.